Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, 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 everybody. And today, uh, take off your shoes, make like toes, balls with your feet on the carpet. It helps with the jet lag. We've yeah, been doing yeah, this yeah. for 11 years. Well, yeah, 11 years of traveling around, again, going into hotel rooms. It's part of the part of the gig. Better, yeah. than a, better than a cup of coffee or a shower. That's what we've been told. Uh, it's uh, it's diehard. It's diehard Simber. Yeah. Woo. Anyway, you might be wondering. Hey, aren't they weren't they supposed to do Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? To which I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're you're right. You're right. But uh, we're continuing our record of uh, totally misremembering when things are going to come out. Or be released, and yeah, and it was like, yeah, it'll be a Disney Plus December first, and like that's not gonna do. Yeah, so we'll get to it we eventually. Shifted. We shifted, yeah, and we... we're gonna do do Die Hard. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited for it. It's it's the holiday season, and what better way to cozy up with? Uh, with a good movie than Die Hard, the most Christmassy of all Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Holiday go, classic. Go fuck yourself, Frank Capra. Yeah. Director of It's a Wonderful Life. Anyway. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a Wonderful Life that... is still better than Die I, Hard I, in terms I of know. Christmas. <laughs> it's like... Well, though, it really doesn't have much to do with Christmas. What, either. Die Hard? No. It's a wonderful life. It just happens on Christmas. This could have happened any other time. Yeah, but that's what the, makes the warm holiday feeling when fucking, uh, you know, Jimmy Stewart decides not to off himself. You know, Clarence yeah. won. Christmas yeah. is Christmas is supreme. Huzzah! Gather around Mis- the tree and watch this man not die. Mister Potter doesn't get his. Yeah. Biggest problem with the whole movie. Die Hard, by the way, is uh, nineteen eighty-eight. Directed by John McTiernan. Uh, it's awesome. Probably yep. one of the top five action movies of all time. Yeah, and still, as we said just a couple seconds before we started recording, it's, uh, you know, still holds up. Still, uh, you know, I hadn't seen, I hadn't watched this probably, and I'm going to go off on a limb and say probably 20 years, thereabouts. It's not something that I revisit all the time. It's not a, you know. I like it, but it's not, uh, yeah, it's fine. I actually, like, for realsies, do watch it. Not, maybe not every Christmas season, but, you know, some of them. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of movies that I rewatch every Christmas. I'm really not that kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, but this would be up there uh, as one of them. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. And uh, it's, it's our arc. We got like fucking five of these yeah. and a commercial because we'll throw that in there too. Sure. For batteries. Oh, yeah. Car batteries. That's right. Yeah. I watched it before we recorded. I, you know, it's, it's cute. It's cute. Um, yeah. Do you want to just, just hop right in? Sure. Get off the plane at yeah. LAX? Um, yeah, so it starts on a plane where the uh, our our hero Bruce Willis and there's John McClane, 
uh, and he's talking to a guy who's just like, oh, yeah, jet lag, you big balls in your feet, mm. he's done the carpet. And, like, it is it is a really cool kind of setup. I do like the way that the movie is written in such a way that it just kind of naturally sets these things up so that it, this one moment has a big payoff with him fucking taking glass shards out of his feet. Yeah. This one interaction, like... Um, well, another thing I like about this too that I was thinking about as I was watching it was it was nice to it was nice that we had like movie before the action. It was nice that we actually got like solid setup that was actually interesting, so it makes yeah. all the follow through work out even better. Well, and and uh, it's something that I was thinking as I was watching it too is just like yeah, because you spend quite a bit, and yeah. you could have actually had another completely different movie. That would have probably been pretty interesting to watch had yeah. Die Hard not taken place. Yeah, if, like, Holly had called in that <laughs> night and, like, he just went, like, you know, and, like, they're just trying to work out their marriage, you know? Yeah. Like a Kramer versus Kramer thing. <laughs> yeah, because, like, you can see it. Yeah, there's a family drama brewing, and it just Die Hard happens to happen mm-hmm. in the middle there. Um, but as he's uh, getting his, his carry-on, which is a large bear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Presumably for one of his kids, yeah. Yeah, the guy who was like, you know, make make balls with your toes or whatever. Fucking, yeah, he sees the gun and he looks all like, and like, oh, and then John McClane's like, don't worry, I'm a cop, and yeah, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, yeah. Goes into the fucking airport, waiting for his luggage, lights up, you know. Yeah, that's the other thing, is just how 80s some of this shit is. It's just like, holy shit, you can do that. You can well, just yeah. smoke wherever the fuck you want. Yeah, it's like his, yeah, I know, his but it's freer just... times then, back yeah. when things made sense. And we yeah. had camels. Yeah, the, the it's cra- just a quick aside. It is fucking crazy how much we mention camel cigarettes on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you ever think about that? Like this is just an array of episodes where if we have to bring up cigarettes, it's always camels. Yeah. And it's, it's for no real reason. Like, no, I don't that smoke. particularly. The only reason I could think of was because Grandpa had a room dedicated to camel shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it just left an impression. Well, it did. He had a fucking pool, like a light over a pool table that was all camel. He was, he was, yeah. he was, uh, he was a fan. Big, big fan of, of Joe Camel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even like our parents smoked fucking no. uh, Marlboro. They smoked Marlboro. Mom well, smokes or... Marlboros. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, not not camels. No. But yes, it is. <laughs> yes, in this and, and other episodes, we've just had a whole run of like <laughs> just frequently mentioned camels or Joe Camel. It's just, yeah, you know, I said as I said it, I was like, man, why do I keep bringing up fucking Joe Camel? I don't know. Probably just like I said, le- left an imprint. Also, it's just such a. It, it's weird to us today, right? It's similar to, like, smoking in an airport. But, like, oh, yeah, there was this cartoon character that people thought was totally awesome because he smoked cigarettes. And, Fucking. And then eventually yeah. they realized that, you know, oh, kids uh, <laughs> kids listen to Joe Camel. Yeah, well, of course. Well, and you had, like, the advertisements with, like, I always love going back in, like, the old advertising days when, like, fucking Fred Flintstone would light up fucking Winston's. and mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Just, like, you know, doctors recommend smoking these brands of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do they now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, doctors yeah. Knew, knew what was up back then. Yeah, give him a light. That'll heal his broken leg. Yeah. 
Oh, your throat's sore. Here, smoke up. I, you know, it's just sometimes going. I mean, back that to actually old movies, was the though. was the thinking back then. What? No, just going back to old movies though, and like, there's things like that that I just specifically note. Like later on, when we go to that gas station, and you just see the gas prices in the foreground while you see Nakatomi in the background, mm-hmm. and it's like seventy nine cents a gallon, and I'm like, oh fucking a. Yeah. Wow. They're just practically giving that shit away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, the eight, it's just the 80s or just the time frame. Cause you well, just... you know, it's, yeah, it's the past. So it's like. Yeah, it's, well, it's just kind of fun to think about. I don't know. It just, I was like, holy shit, you can just smoke in the airport. Yeah. Wow. I was, and, well, and also that was like, it didn't stop till relatively recently. Like what? No, 2000s? our lifetimes. Yeah. yeah. Around the 2000s. Like I, I distinctly remember restaurants using used to having to have like smoking sections yeah like oh this is the smoking section here's like this light barrier in between (laughs) the one the smoking and the not smoking here this this flimsy piece of wall will protect you from (laughs) that'll keep your lungs fucking got all the clean air that was the thing as i realized one day that there were no more ashtrays in restaurants no because you can't smoke inside anymore any which is, you know, for the best. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that are like, you know, smoking or non-smoking rooms. I think they still have those in hotels. They but might, I'm not sure. yeah. They probably go to. Actually, I, I think, no, they do I think they still. Don't. And Maybe I think they do can... still, yeah. Because, like, when we went to that wrestling thing last time, I'm pretty sure that was a non-smoking. Yeah, I, well, I just can't remember being in an air Like, the last time I remember being asked... Uh, was when I was in Texas in t- 2008 and they asked for a smoking or non-smoking room. And I was like, whatever's cheaper, boss. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's a tangent that we went on. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. He... yeah. He's just walking around. He's looking looking around. And there's a guy, Argyle. He's got a sign. He's from Jamie McClain. He's got a pattern that he's really into. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The tweed uh, and... Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm here for you. It's got the limo. And he's like, I've never driven. I've never been in a limo before. And he's like, well, I've never driven a limo before. It's my and first day. Best friends. Yeah. <laughs> right up front. And they put the giant teddy bear in the back. Um, and it goes over, uh, you know, kind of John's background into this. Meanwhile, in Naki- Nakatomi Plaza, which is played by the 20th Century Fox building. Mm-hmm. Which I that's a neat, neat thing. You can actually, it's still there. It's, yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't think it got blown up. No, <laughs> no, but you know how buildings be and all that. They fucking yeah. knock them down. Well, especially uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah, but I believe it was like recently completed, and it was like a nice filming thing for them because they were just able to like use places that they were already had oh yeah that, that like they can write that in where it's like oh this, this part's not done yet or this part's not done yet and so on and so forth yeah but there's a uh, christmas party mm-hmm. uh, for the nakatomi uh corporation because uh, it is christmas eve which i always thought like is the weirdest thing to me is just like do they do a lot of company christmas parties on christmas eve yeah that seems awful late yeah people like, they, they they do yeah yeah, okay. I've just never been... Most of mine have been, like, 
mid-December. Because places where I worked would either do it like a few days around there or if they had to in January. But it's there's been times where they do the like the Christmas parties and on Christmas Eve. I don't yeah. get it personally, but I mean, not, well, I don't ever I'm go like, anyway, so. Yeah. Oh, I go. I get all the free shit. I'm a big fan of free shit. I couldn't be bothered anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, run into Ellis. Um, yeah, this uh, was another thing. Talking about fucking repeat fucking shit. Hart Bachner shows up for his third yeah. appearance on the show. People would remember the first time. I geeked out because uh, way back when in Batman Mask of the Phantasm, he was the voice of Arthur Reeves. Last yep. time we saw him in live action, he got his head caved in by a coconut in Supergirl. Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. That's that guy. <laughs> I forgot all about that fucking coconut. I was like, I knew he was in it, but I yeah. forgot. I like, <laughs> like so much of, the movie. of Supergirl. I, oh, think my, yeah. I, I think my brain is just like blocked off parts Phased of it as traumatic up. memories. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just like, <laughs> this is a you trauma. This you is just like, I, I can't this. open this door or else I'm going to see that moth thing from the beginning. Go through that paper mache <laughs> wall. I'll start remembering squirt! the squirt. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Ellis, uh, proceeds to just, you know, sexually harass a coworker. It's the eighties. You could do that. Yeah. Uh, and just like, I was thinking, uh, brie, mulled wine, <laughs> I like to, of cocaine. I like to think over my wine. <laughs> yeah. Other people like, uh, mull it, they just drink mull it. it over. I just <laughs> drink it over. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just down that fucker. Um, but yeah, see, it's, uh, that is uh, Holly, who is John's mm-hmm. wife. Yeah. Uh, and she, yeah. Yeah, she's become like fucking high up there in the fucking oh, yeah. Nakatomi Big, bit. I guess in the six months when she, since she took the job, she just, you know, Mr. Takagi saw her as a rising star at the Nakatomi Trading Corporation. And so she actually has like a big, I guess she goes into the vault, right? That's like her thing. Or they mentioned that. I can't well, remember. I think her title was like director of corporate affairs. Yeah. Something like which that. Which is on the door. Um, Cause the Nakatomi uh, company, they do business. Well, it says trading something somewhere. So I guess they're just global commercial traders. They make bridge models. Yeah, they got that bridge model was pretty wicked. That, that was, was a that, that was, was a pretty sick cool. model. I that was agree a pretty with Hans. sick. That, that was pretty. Yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have a, a mo- like you know, a nice fucking model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, she uh, calls home. They have a Mexican maid and uh, mm-hmm. two kids, uh, John Junior and. Uh, the other one well it still become important in like yeah later years from years. years i mean they both technically become important years from now for that years. godforsaken fifth entry of the franchise we'll you haven't there. seen that we'll get no. there oh man uh but yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're <laughs> we'll we'll Let's get stick. to know them later yeah. Let's let's stick with the good. Let's remember the fine. <laughs> let's the fun stay. Times. Let's stay in the in this beautiful era that we're in. Yeah, um, this nineteen eighty eight glow. Uh, but yeah, like just just set up a, a guest room for John and like alright, he did. I can't hmm. do Mexican. Late night. Spanish. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think she's Spanish. I think she speaks Spanish. Well. 
Yep. Anyway, yep. Uh, Argyle's asking the fucking hard questions for a limo driver. I know. He's he's real big because he mentions he used to be a, like a cab driver, so people would expect a little bit of chit-chat. This was also in the era before you could tell your driver to shut the fuck up on your phone and leave you alone. You- yeah, you had nothing else to do in your cab, and you couldn't just, you just like, had to, like, you know. I mean, you didn't have to always, but I do like people enjoy the fucking small talk. It depends. Yeah. Well, it depends the, on your driver and who your customer is. Well, you know, I've definitely had some Ubers uh, in the years where it's just been like, I would prefer that we get to our destination in silence. Oh, yeah. That's how I usually am if I have to get into an Uber. Yeah, just let's just. Let's just fast travel our way there. We're not going to become friends. There's no amount of like, I don't like, you know, like what are we, I'm not going to be at all interested in anything going on with your, with your life as soon as I exit the vehicle. So <laughs> you don't need to tell me shit. Yeah. I mean, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to completely forget about this entire interaction. So yeah. not to sound I'm not, callous. I'm not going to waste your time with bullshit small talk. You know? Yeah. I'm not interested in you. You're not interested in me except for the money. I get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just mostly about what happened. So, you know, oh, why didn't you move? And he's like, because he's a cop and he's got mm-hmm. six months worth of scumbags and, you know, New Lots York City's hardest and... crime. Bum, 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 bana, yeah, bana. he's not familiar with Los Angeles at all. He can't. Maddie Hayes is nowhere to be found. Yeah. It's a moonlighting uh, joke. I never saw it. You're missing out. Yeah, well, and I think that's a, a well, good that's segue important. To that's a actually important to bring up. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking, we know Bruce Willis now, of course, legendary action star. But by this time, when this movie came out, it was akin to like the next year when Michael Keaton, fucking Mister Mom, became Batman. People were like, "David Addison's gonna be a goddamn action hero. Get the fuck out of here," because Bruce it's... Willis had like he was a amazing comedic actor. Like he has a natural charisma and a funny charm about him which is what makes john work so well as a character well and similar to david addison from moonlighting he just he's just so funny and just so like so cool you know yeah so when he was cast as diehard people were like you fucking serious (laughs) like you know well he wasn't in the posters originally in case it was a exactly because they you know were worried and well, and I think this like redefines it because you have like, you know, fucking Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone who are just mm. fucking jacked. Well, yeah, they're and these not- huge, fucking <laughs> superhuman dudes. And what makes John McClane so cool? Well, for one thing, I love the fact that he gets hurt, that he like he gets wear and tear throughout the movie. But mm-hmm. he's so relatable. Like you, you, you want to root for him because he's yeah, he's to- he's rough around the edges, sure. But you can tell he's a good dude. Just caught in the fucking shittiest of situations by bad luck. And he yeah, well, I like that he's clever. Yeah, and, and uses his resources. He's a good detective. Yeah, and another the- cool hint, uh, fun fact: before he became an actor, Bruce Willis was an actual factual private investigator. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I think well, that added to the John McClane too. And he uh, also, like, you know, he feels like despair. Like, there's a point where he's about to, like, basically give, like, if I don't make it mm-hmm. kind of thing, which you don't see. You never have a Rambo, like, at least I, after well, the first one. Where, <laughs> I, you do but, sometimes, for, though. 
Yeah. But not like, in the big action he ones. Not when the no. fuck off fucking guns blazing bazooka fests, but yeah, that, in that's the cerebral the ones I mean. later ones, yeah. Yeah. Um So of the time period it's different and it kind of re like redoes it. Hmm. But like I'm trying to think of a good modern example of like an action like, oh, this person became an action star. And it's not entirely the same, but it'd be like like Jesse Eisenberg or like Michael Sarah. Uh, well, well, one that I would probably say that might be a close equivalent. Again, this is almost ten years now, but maybe Chris Pratt as Star Lord. Not in the same vein, but I remember at the time when Chris Pratt was cast as Peter Quill, people were like, "Him? Really? He's a fucking funny guy. He's the funny fat guy from Parks and Rec." But you know, and then of course became you know Star Lord and much success later so that's that's the closest thing that pops out into my head right off the bat yeah um but yeah now to the to the party and yeah i i I do appreciate the the fox building set as Mm -hmm. nakatomi plaza it does it does it it makes it work it makes it really work it what is a striking kind of uh visage Mm -hmm. i would say yeah Um, definitely but yeah, John makes it, he gets off the elevator, makes it to the party. And this is something I, I was very taken, just like thrown off by what, I know it's supposed to be a hoity toity. We're, you know, rich eighties coked up fuckers, but like who plays classical music at a Christmas party? Uh, that know, really, this... that really fucking stuck out to me. Like that's just feels that's... so huh. weird. <laughs> well, yeah, they have we a also... band, like they're on the Titanic. Like they got their wearing the suits yeah. and somebody's conducting and that's just like I mean I can see that I just don't understand why they're playing classical music and not royalty like free <laughs> fancy Christmas music yeah or doing you know, like I can see them doing like an orchestral version of you jingle know, bells or something. or something yeah but they're just they're just playing like you know standard classical music which is it just that was really like for <laughs> that really contrasted with me I was like wow yeah, this is just, seems very like huh yeah well and that's we also see that the uh the building is 80s high tech with like touch screens and that's where john finds out that holly's been using her maiden name mm-hmm. and we Tomorrow. also see like get a hint to like more of the stuff that the terrorists will be doing with the computers yeah and, like, shutting things down it's yeah. a high tech yeah it's like it's really like you know it's uh, state of the art in 1988 yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, he, they meets up with uh, Mr. Takagi, who is the guy that got the, the limo, mm-hmm. who just seems like an all-around good boss. Sweet, fucking nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. it's like... It and that's be... another... That is another thing, too. Like, even though, like, all of the characters that aren't the terrorists, really, pretty much are all fairly well-rounded and not, like... You feel for them when they die, even Ellis, even though he's totally coked up. Like... You can kind I never of see... feel for Ellis. I well, always I, think I, that he's I, yeah. Well, yeah, of course you do. But at the same time, it's like I I can see the like you know yeah he was coked up and he was totally in the wrong, but didn't deserve to die. None of them deserve to die except for the terrorists, of course. Well, yeah, none of the normals. But yeah, like, yeah. But it's uh, yeah, that's where they uh. Or meets up, they go back to Holly's office where Ellis is doing coke, <laughs> which is a bold it. move. Doing coke in someone else's office. It's I 1988. Chose... I'm surprised he's not doing it off of Takagi's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
back off, old man. <laughs> just lie down. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I mean, he has a fucking private bathroom that Holly's fucking eyeing. Do it there. Don't do coke in someone else's bathroom, in someone else's office. Nah, that's man, that's part of that... a party. Like, is, you know, like, they're literally in that private bathroom and two people try to get in there to fuck when John's talking to Holly. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very uh, laissez-faire kind of office. It's just That's the true. 80s. It's the fucking, you know, you know, have a good time. Enjoy yourself. We're, it's Los have Angeles in 1988. You can actually see the skyline. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, they cut it from doing coke, and I just love John's reaction, too. He's like, oh, you missed some. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I'm a cop. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't work here. What's he gonna do? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> like citizens arrest. <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> just John McClane tackles a coke down Ellis. Yeah, I'm gonna take you back to my jurisdiction. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you down to the clink, and you can you can dry out there, Cokey Roberts. I'm gonna take you to the local constabulatory. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh but yeah like um that was a set up the watch here mm-hmm. it's like ellis ham-fistedly like show the watch show the watch show the watch because mm-hmm. it's like eh, it's nothing it's a rolex yeah just ellis is such a he's such a sh- dick he's such a shit heel he's great <laughs> i love like, he's, he's he's just so the most at- like hart bachner man for being a return fucking <laughs> participant in the show he not he kills it every time Except yeah, Supergirl. And, and no one kills it in Supergirl. <laughs> well, I uh, Helen Slater kills it in Supergirl. I'll give her credit. She does the best with what she's given. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I like Ellis is just great because he's such a shit heel. So. Yeah, and, that's. And, the, hmm? Yeah, that, that is true. Like it is. That's why I never like feel too bad because when he gets got, I'm just like he kind of he kind of earned that. He kind of earned it, but it was with the best of intentions, you know. And to his credit, he wasn't like Holly's husband John. He was like my friend John. Yeah, that is that is true. Uh, he is better than the reporter guy. Oh yeah, that was the okay. Here's another thing. Since it's been 20 years since I watched this, this movie has a just a great cast of phenomenal character actors because I was like, fucking William Atherton's here? That guy's yes. an asshole. <laughs> you know, like he's he's one of those like you've seen him in tons of stuff. He's a phenomenal actor, but he's he's one of the best actors in the world, especially in the eighties and the nineties, for playing the most dickish, prickish, fucking meanest bastards. Ghostbusters, I, of course. Yeah, it's like if you have a role and you need somebody to fill a dickish authority figure. William Atherton's got you covered. He's your guy. Well, and then the he, other—I forget his name—but the principal from Breakfast Club's here too. He's another one. He was another one of those guys that was my favorites for a long time, just because he fits that role so well. You know. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you can fill that guy's house with popcorn and watch it explode. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, they. Uh, John goes to the they the Holly and John go to the, the a private yeah, bathroom or executive just, bathroom where John takes a hoe bath and they talk about their marriage. Yeah, it's he's got to wash up, get that <laughs> LAX stank off him. Well, yeah, the grime it's already there. Yeah, you know, that, the that smog. nice film. You yeah, know. 
um, it's got to get the that Ellis film off of him, mm-hmm. and uh, they start talking, and it it starts out kind of sweet, you know, like oh I missed you, and and then they just go right back into their their same you know arguments, and you can kind of see why they would. It's 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 part of what you know. John's a flawed, yeah, he's human. Character. That's and that's yeah. that's something that makes him relatable because you can tell that they both care about each other, but it's that thing in a relationship where it's like their 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 personalities like they might love each other but their personalities and their you know like their lives just kind of starting to con- like conflict i guess is the word i'm looking for you know yeah and he's just does yeah and he they get into a into a fight this is also where john takes off his shoes and mm-hmm. starts making balls with his feet <laughs> yeah and like he was like you son of a bitch that guy was right that guy's gonna cost you. Yeah, <laughs> I can just see <laughs> the guy. next day of like yeah. making balls at your feet. Yeah, son of a bitch! I'm gonna shoot that guy <laughs> when I see him. <laughs> Hopefully, all of this happens again at an airport, and I can I can assail that motherfucker for what he did to my feet. If this was ever to happen again, shoes always to keep nothing but shoes. I am never taking off am, my shoes I am, again. I am wrapping my feet in lead-lined boots. I am never, <laughs> I'm never, ever going to be injured by my feet again. Um, but as the as they are arguing, uh, the terrorists come in in their truck, <laughs> and I I just love the like the clockwork nature of of how this yeah the was precision shot. you know you yeah know, where the truck the truck comes in and then it. What does it do? It parks at Nagatomi Plaza, right? And then there's yeah. the black car. I don't know the make and model, but the black car that has all the, you know, our main Germans that's mm-hmm. in there, you know. And then they uh, roll in and what? Oh, and we should also mention that Argyle decided to hang out. Yeah, because he, he, he was be, he was totally being a good dude. And he was like, listen, if things work out, give me a call and I'll head out. If they don't work out, give me a call and I'll take you wherever you want to go. It was very yeah. sweet of him. Well, and yeah, well, and it's it's works really nice for him because that limo's got everything: CD, VCR, CB, cable, f- car, phone, mm-hmm. GPS, which doesn't exist yet. PlayStation Mr. Coffee 2. in the trunk. Uh, yeah, a full know. bar. I mean, quite frankly, it still sounds like a sweet deal now. So, yeah, so yeah, I'd, I'd take it. And he's got everything, including a giant teddy bear and a cassette. Mm-hmm. At Christmas at Hollis, which is which is a good one. Um, so yeah, he sees the the people roll up because yeah, they got the big panel van. Yeah, and then they roll up, um, and they they do a uh, they do a few things. So uh, yeah, they they have a whole like setup at the beginning. So fucking theo and i can't remember which guy another guy comes in he's like acting like oh he's talking about basketball i think and then uh, something says something and then the other guy shoots the security guard and then they begin getting all the setting everything up everybody starts yeah. going into position yeah they lock down the elevators yep so they only go to the top levels um that's what theo the hacker guy hacker mm-hmm. man is doing uh, then they decide to put Huey Lewis up front as the guard. Yep. I know he's not Huey Lewis. He but looks God like Huey Lewis. Damn, does he look like he Huey Lewis? He seriously looks like Huey Lewis. I, doesn't sound like he has like a Texas accent, doesn't he? Yeah, he has a very strong Texas accent, yeah. but like 
every time in my head, I'm always just like, you know, and Huey Lewis. Mm. <laughs> Security um, guard extraordinaire. Yeah. Well, it just shows how slick these guys are. Well, and how compa- how good they are at it and how, like, yeah, like you said, slick, how... Um, Precise. Yeah, pre- they like they planned, planned this, this a lot. Yeah, this has been... Hans knew what he was doing when he gathered this fucking Injustice League of Goons together. Well, and they uh, also do, like, go down to the mechanical area and, like, cut the phone lines as mm-hmm. well. Well, well. so here, what, what was going on here? So I knew that fucking Carl, not Carl, but his brother is first, like, wiring stuff, right? And then Carl comes in with a fucking... A fucking chainsaw. And then, so what was the point of, what was the point of that? Like, what was I, his brother doing that, like, I don't know. I, I was just okay. confused by that. <laughs> I think what he was doing was just trying to do, like, cut the phones or, like, alarms out. That kind mm-hmm. of, well, maybe not the fire alarm, but just cut out communications. And he was trying to do it, like, yeah, I don't really know, because I don't know what the stakes were. But, like, Carl, this big... Like, blonde German. Mm, the most noteworthy hench of the henches here. The dragon. Yeah. He's Hans's dragon. He just comes in with a fucking chainsaw and just cuts the whole thing, you know, while his brother is just, like, racing to yeah. not do that. <laughs> like, be more precision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. His brother will henceforth be known as Tiny Feet. And, yes. Uh, yeah, Tiny Feet uh, was, like, working with the dicking around with the wires well this is happening john's calling argyle and just like you know what's the word and he's like i don't know i still haven't fucked it up yet <laughs> yeah i'm working well, they on still it haven't, they still haven't like really like they talked a little bit but they haven't like had the conversation he was hoping to and that's when the phone lines get cut and then nakatomi plaza gets locked down the terrorists locked down nakatomi yeah they take over the party um you know Finding the couple that were banging, get them out of there, get everybody out of the rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're taking this, we're holding this place uh, hostage. And uh, but John like sees this and is able to uh, make, make an escape. Escape, yeah. Um, but does not, yeah. So he only has his gun and no uh, shoes, I'm... pants, a wife beater. He's ready to take these people on. <laughs> he's, he's got everything he'd ever possibly need. This he's more than prepared. <laughs> he's, they don't even know what's coming. <laughs> Poor bastards. <laughs> Those fools. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only thing they couldn't plan for. So yes, they uh, they they take over the party, and they uh, Hans kind of. Um, makes an introduction to the crowd, I guess, where it is like mm-hmm. the Nakatomi build, the uh, Nakatomi corporation has been, uh, flexing its power. Yeah. Uh, leeching gonna... off of whoever the fuck he's, he has like a whole prepared bit, you know, try and, try and, uh, sell, I guess, to the hostages, what they're doing. And, uh, they cat, they get Mr. Uh, Takagi, um, mm-hmm. and, and then lead him to his office. Yeah, and this is, uh, I'll also say, Alan Rickman is amazing. Fucking awesome. (laughs) Like, he's so good. (laughs) Like, it's still a loss that we all feel he's that good. He is amazing as Hans Gruber. Awesome. He has, like, he's, like, such a great voice, you know? Such a phenomenal voice. Oh, yeah. 
uh, even just pretending with this like German accent is so. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it's part of too when he's talking to Takagi and just like uh, identifies where his suit is from, and you can mm-hmm. tell that he's well educated and like charming. Yeah, uh, he's got a charisma. I think, that, I think that adds a lot of dimension to the movie mm-hmm. because he's not just some you know bog standard bad guy well none of them are right that's that's another cool thing about it none of them like you can't really pin like there's a bunch of germans yes there are a bunch of germans but they also have a lot of like they have a texan guy like we mentioned they have theo they have uh one of the The candy bar enthusiasts the candy bar guy he that guy is like a stunt guy who's in like a thousand fucking action movies his name escapes Mm -hmm. me right now but we've seen him in tons of shit so it's cool that they have, like, like I said, like this international injustice league of goons, and for like they all kind of they don't get like a ton of character, but they do get little. The ones that we actually get to kind of follow have little bits, you know, and I think that's also very cool. Like the candy bar guy, like that was completely like that's just a funny bit, you know. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think that that adds. Yeah, it because other movies would just do it a bit more flashy. Yeah, or just, you know, stock. Because yeah. they would just be like, we don't have to. It doesn't matter. And even the terrorists' motivation, which they're not actually terrorists. They're thieves. Nope. They're fucking, yeah, they just want money. <laughs> I like that, but, too. Like, I love that, where they just, like, again, the, like, we're going to conceal this fucking heist under an act of supposed, quote-unquote, terrorism. And use that as part of our plan to break into the vault because they mm. won't be expecting that is yeah like it's very cool like it's very cool for a premise and i you know you just thinking about other modern movies you don't see them do that like they don't have that kind of fun nuance or at least none come to mind immediately where it's mm. like no no like other diehard movies i guess but like that's kind or of where a it has like another a... complex dimension yeah yeah it um but yeah that is that is part of it. They are thieves. Mm-hmm. Their plan is to hold everyone hostage, steal all the money, blow up everyone on the roof. And by yeah. the time they figure out what the fuck happened in that, they're Sitting already on a beach. They're already long gone in a non extradition yeah. country and just you know no one will ever find them. Yeah. Um that is also very cool. Like mm-hmm. it's a well, good plan. It's a good, like, it's a good plan. It's, it's really, everything would have gone fine if John McClane hadn't have showed up. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the thing about that that's really fucked up, where if you think about it, everything <laughs> would have gone exactly how it should have for Hans and his boys had fucking John McClane not just randomly happened to be there. It's actually... Think, think what would have happened if Holly had called in sick. Yeah, or, yeah, if, uh... If she hadn't taken the job or, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, John didn't go for Christmas or his flight mm-hmm. was fucking delayed. Like he missed his flight. Yeah, there's a <laughs> story for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because, you know, they would have everything would have probably fallen out without a hitch. So, mm-hmm. yep. Oh, so, yeah, where? Yeah, yeah so we're. Takagi. Yeah, Takagi's in. Um in his office and he like they're trying to get him to 
like, give us the codes, we want the codes, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, and listen, he... you guys are going to kill me anyway. I can't give you shit. So... Well, he doesn't know the codes, I I think. Mm. And while also he's, he doesn't really fully comprehend why they're even asking, because he's like, they're going to change them. Like, they, are you trying to, yeah. like, steal our secrets? Like, like, what is this about? And, yeah, that's where we get it. John's also spying at this point. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, he's, he's peeped out a lot of stuff. He's also seen that they're bringing in tons of hardware fucking anti-tank missiles and i think they have a fucking uh, a fat man and a little boy stored in the fucking uh, van <laughs> like they came prepared yeah they have a they have a merv you know mm-hmm. all that you need to to really do a good hostage thing but uh one of the things is actually you know he never see he hears hans a lot like he hears mm-hmm. the voice but he never actually gets a good never look sees at him. him i was actually wondering that for later because we'll get to it of course there's a twist but uh, i was wondering did he actually catch it and then of course watching again it's like no he doesn't see him no because otherwise he would have shot him. <laughs> shot him yeah <laughs> like, he wouldn't have lasted even although i do think he was totally pl- i mean well we'll get to it when we get to it anyway yeah uh fucking yeah, well, uh hans we'll counts to three because he's hans is counting to three because he's getting totally impatient with this and Mr. Takagi doesn't give him anything. And on three, and, I, you know, it feels unexpected still. Like, he shoots him. Like, he full-on just shoots Mr. Takagi. And just fucking coats the yeah. fucking door to the office with blood. Just, yeah, tons of it. Uh, you can also see, like, the callousness, because Theo and Carl had bet if he was going to mm-hmm. get the money. And, like, Theo's like, he's not going to fucking talk. Because even though Theo's just the hacker, he's still just, like, completely, like... He's completely... Um, he doesn't care about the, the human cost of this operation. Like, I, like it's all in the in the purpose of getting that sweet, sweet samurai armor that's in the vault. That's it. Nothing else. Doesn't want anything else. He doesn't want those fucked up banknotes. He doesn't want, like, you know... I, you know, I, I wonder what the purpose is of having $680 million worth of non-negotiable bearer bonds in your vault is. I don't know. I would... the fine, fine CEO of the Nakatomi Trading Corporation. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all that is. It's just like, yeah, just here's Well, it's, it's almost a like a vault for a supervillain. Like, it's filled with so much random shit. Yeah. Like, there's like, samurai here's... armor. There's old statues. There's probably a goddamn pharaoh's sarcophagus somewhere in the back. Like, there's, like, <laughs> it's just old a... artwork, too. It's yeah. like... What, what kind of fucking vault with is this? like like this would also work if you were like robbing Howard Hughes's vault or something. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. the vault of an eccentric millionaire. It's like fucking oh. payday <laughs> shit. <laughs> It'd be amazing. You remember Richie Rich? Yes. You remember that the vault? vault in, yeah, just, if it was filled with it's that. Just knickknacks? <laughs> it's just knickknacks and family memories. That would be what amazing if that was here. <laughs> Yeah, you had to open it the same way, singing, yeah. like, you had to get uh, a guy to sing the fucking, you had to get the dad from Lost Boys to, mm-hmm. to sing. <laughs> uh, why do I remember Richie Rich? Hmm. We watched it a lot. We did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, and it's Argyle, Argyle Parties, because John's just like, please tell me you heard that, Argyle. And I was yeah. like, there's no fucking no way, way he's going to hear that. He's, He's like 85 stories down. <laughs> Sound doesn't travel that fucking far, John. It's just like, 
What do you think he's doing, twiddling his thumbs in the parking <laughs> He's got, like, one of those old-timey Civil War ear things to hear, just <laughs> waiting. <laughs> I reckon, he said, that must be gunfire. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> They're coming I'm... up, boys. <laughs> Grab your muskets. <laughs> I must do smoke signals to alert well, this... the police. <laughs> Speaking of, here's another thing. So this movie has two credited writers on the screenplay one being Stephen e. e d'souza and the other being jeb stewart you do okay you probably don't jeb stewart was a faint well noteworthy uh general of the confederate army during the civil war and he died in uh, 1864 so and, and I, then he I, resurrected and wrote down went to went to script writing school and somehow he's like they they let him into the writers guild even though he's been dead <laughs> No, it's just a guy from North Carolina. That's uh, the movie's Jeb Stewart, but that just struck me, like as when yeah. I was writing down my notes. <laughs> Though, um, something interesting to to note is that this movie has a lot to do with a Frank Sinatra movie uh, called The Detective, mm-hmm. and it was based on a, a novel by Roderick Thorpe. So is this, but yeah. this book. Or the book that this is based on was a sequel to the Frank Sinatra movie The Detective, and they had to rewrite oh, it. Oh, that's cool. But that's why. Well, I know that I know that the the McLean, like his name Leland McLean in the book, if I remember correctly. He's and also much older, and that's saving what I was about to daughter. say. Yeah, he's like he's way older. He's and he also like is a lot more needless with the killing. Like that's an, yeah. that's the thing I do like about John McLean in the movie is that he like. Yeah, he'll kill them, but he doesn't like that's not the first instinct. Like he'll try diplomacy first, you know. Well, he doesn't kill them if he has to, and that's, it's, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, like there's sometimes he just does it, like maybe information or like the one guy when he's surrendering, like mm-hmm. even if it was a ruse, he still like you know, it's Gave that cop the benefit of the doubt. It's that cop training, I guess. Yeah, you know, the NYPD known for diplomacy. All yeah. around. Famously. So, um, yeah. Uh, Theo's getting to work. There are seven individual locks to this vault. And, like, some of them are password-coded. He can get through those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the seventh one is an electromagnetic lock. And ain't no one getting through that. Mm-hmm. And Hans is just like, I'll take care of it. Don't worry I about got that. This. I, I thought of this. Yeah. So that's... That's where Theo is. He is just camped out in this in the vault for almost the rest Most of the of movie. Most of the movie. Like, pretty much until the end. He's just sitting there with a big drill. Well, he does help out during the, the fucking uh, L.A.P. The siege. Assault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, he's running, like, Overwatch, but his primary thing is that. Yeah. Um, so, um, John, though, he gets to, he gets to work. Like, he's got... His first order of business is that he pulls a fire alarm. He's got to mm-hmm. let people know what's going on. Um, so he pulls the fire alarm, and he watches as the fire department comes close, and then immediately turn off their sirens and go away. Yep, and, in true FDLA fashion, <laughs> it's just fuck off. <laughs> uh, I don't even think it's worth investigating. Uh, fuck it. That's a really tall building. What if the fire uh, is way up there? Fuck them, let them cook. <laughs> yeah, they'll get another Nakatomi building. Uh, it's just construction work. Uh, am I right? Um, so they 
uh, turn that off. They turn off the uh, fire alarm and they send tiny feet to go investigate. Yeah, you tiny I call feet. Sh- I call him short blonde. So yeah, take your uh, take your machine gun and uh, go investigate where the fire alarm was pulled. Mm-hmm. And uh, interestingly, he he goes up and he's just like, "I'm not gonna hurt you." That he. Yeah. It goes over and just immediately starts blasting. I promise I will not riddle you with bullets. Please come yeah. out. And get in the Cooper Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Please come join us for the party. And then uh, John tackles him and kills him with stairs. Yeah, they get into a, a, a big <laughs> fight and it breaks his neck. Yeah. Um, and Short Blonde was no more. And, and yeah, tries on his shoes and he kills the only terrorist. That has feet smaller, feet than, smaller his than his sister. Yeah. Yeah, which the guy seems like he's pretty tall, so just not a good base <laughs> on that guy. <laughs> no, he's he's, he's his shoes his shoes have like things that like, in them to like you know pad Light out up. his feet are feet are so yeah he's got this fucking <laughs> shitty roller skate light up fucking Heelys. He's got yeah. Heelys, they're size uh, four and toddler. Fucking, I don't know why John wouldn't take those, man. Those are fucking rad. <laughs> those are cool. Yeah, they they have Velcro straps on the front because he's still yeah. learning. Or was. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, oh man, uh, yeah, fucking uh, shoelaces are too complicated. It was uh, it was the perfect size shoes to go on uh, a Chucky doll, and they could share clothes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so John uses a, a bit of a flair for the dramatic and, and, and writes on him. He takes the, because he, he gets the Christmas inspiration because this is a Christmas movie. It's all mm-hmm. about Christmassy themes. And he uh, gets up on top of the elevator and, you know, brings it down to the party level. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what floor it is. So it's just the party level. <laughs> That's just like. It's like he entered the secret code just, and put it in the party level. Like he's getting XP throughout the night and he's finally about to hit level 20. And that's the party level. That's the party like, level. <laughs> kids wears a hat, takes a sip of mold <laughs> wine, puts it back on the fucking tray. <laughs> but yeah, he writes the, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. And like, mm-hmm. he has a machine gun. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Gift and then, giving. Uh, Hans, Hans is very uh, baffled by this, you know, because he's like, uh, well, this wasn't part of the plan. And uh, Carl, he, like, they're like, all right, let's not do anything, but we got to we gotta tell Carl. And Carl tell is Carl's very brother's upset. dead. Ah, uh, not tiny feet. <laughs> no, not small blonde. But how will we ever be distinguished? Yeah. Because uh, he's uh, all of he is the opposite of his brother in that he has gigantic feet and he dies really <laughs> fucking difficult. <laughs> yeah, huge feet like a clown, <laughs> and just, he can survive he, being goddamn hanged <laughs> for like I was like an hour, like for like at least twenty five thirty minutes. How did he fucking live? Multiple people pass by this dude, the, and then the sheer will to kill John McClane brought him back. He's just like vengeance just, is a hell of an anesthetic. Let me tell he, you, he's just hanging around, and then at one point he's like, "Finally, they're gone. I'm going to unhook myself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I can finally get down. <laughs> finally, yeah, that's the coast a tall drop, too. He probably I, broke I, his leg. <laughs> he is Things are not going well for Carl. Like eight feet in the air from his <laughs> neck. But sure, fine. Well, I we guess see the out that, that they give him, because he has his hand, like, like the chain's around his uh, his neck, and he has his hand, like, in between the chain, and, you know. So I guess that's their out, but it still doesn't fucking explain nothing. Because I was like, I'm sh- I thought he got shot. I really thought, and then, you know, he does. So. He does. Yeah. I but mean, I, I was just my... so confused that it was so late in the movie, that's what I mean. It's just the... Uh... One of my favorite subplots where, uh, you know, Carl Winslow learns to kill again. Oh, yeah. He gets overcomes his fear yeah, of killing. Overcomes, the, overcomes <laughs> that horrible, horrible, horrible mental trauma. block for an LAPD officer. <laughs> yeah. And so you can't, you can't be part of the LAPD and not, you know, like, come on. Want to kill someone. Yeah. You know, appropriately. Yeah. So, uh. Now Judd goes to the roof because he got Carl's radio. He took uh, his wallet. As you do when you kill somebody, you loot the corpse for all their loot and XP. And he gets the wallet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, there's good information in there to be taken. Yeah. Well, he sees that they have fake IDs. Fake ID, Really good fake IDs. That's Mm -hmm. what he says. It's McLovin. Uh, (laughs) Yes. I just killed a German guy named McLovin. <laughs> I don't think this makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, and he yeah takes his uh, his machine gun and uh, the the uh, radio mm. and goes up and he uses a secure police channel and just like you gotta come over to Nakatobi Plaza. There's terrorists. There's like, sir, this is a police line. Please call nine one one. He's like, what yeah. do we think I'm doing? What the fuck you think I'm doing, lady? Yeah, Yeah. he's so good. (laughs) Like I love that bit. And uh, as he's, because it's not a totally secure line. Other people can hear him on the walkie-talkies. And so the fucking the the goons go up to the roof, and then they start shooting at him, which is what tips the dispatch emergency lady to like, all right, send fucking somebody over there to check it out. Well, yeah, it's uh, Carl and a couple of boys, and Carl's is like. Only I get to kill him. You guys can mm. wound. Yeah. Set your I... gun to f- stun. Yeah, set your machine gun to stun. <laughs> I'll set mine to kill. <laughs> yeah. I love it how they have that dial. It's those fucking hoity-toity European versions. That's always so polite. Even the weapon reigns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, it was made in France. It'd shoot a baguette. That one couldn't kill anybody. <laughs> Then this is my baguette gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it was if it was from Ireland, it'd be a potato gun. You know, everything everything adheres to the stereotypes. Come on. But a potato gun's real. But, yeah. But you know, a lethal potato gun. Well, yeah. I mean, it's only lethal if there's no potatoes in the gun. <laughs> it d- defeats the purpose of having potato gun. <laughs> Don't have any potatoes. <laughs> it's just. I mean, it's... what is this? The 1850s. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, meanwhile, in a convenience store downtown. Yeah. Fucking uh, Al Powell is uh, getting, I guess they're hostess snack cakes, right? Yeah, the getting... Twinkies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's just getting as many as he can, and the clerk's giving him shit. And, he's like, um, it's, 
He's like, I thought you cops like donuts. And like, it's for my wife. And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, she's, sure it is. She's pregnant. And like, yeah, sure she is. Likely you, story, buddy. Do you want to get her like some things with actual nutrients in them, or? Uh... Oh, I don't know. Man. It's... it's like it's, it's probably it has that thing where it just wants all that random shit. <laughs> this is like eating Twinkies for two. Yeah. Like but a yeah, Twinkies he's... wrapped in pepperoni or something. That sounds pretty good. I'd eat that. It does sound oh my... good. I would. Eat, I, I would eat that too. Actually, yeah, it has like the sweet and salty. Like I don't mm. eat a lot of Twinkies, and I love pepperoni. So I mean, this yeah, is like a... I I do. I too. try this. Can, can pepperoni <laughs> fix things. <laughs> I mean, it fixes my broken heart. Whatever I'm sad. Can pepperoni fix my marriage? <laughs> <laughs> That's. Now that's a question. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's for uh, <laughs> all the Canadian bacon. Yeah, so he he just looks over and like doesn't look like there's anything going on in Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. Like I'm at eighty story building, fucking five miles down. With my special eyes, I can't detect. Yeah. Like he's fucking Legolas, and he's gonna yeah. see into the windows. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, no, everything nah. looks, you know, about as good uh, as it could be. As could be hoped, I mean, you know. Looks like I mean, a it normal Christmas it, party. Nothing's happening outside the building, so clearly everything happening inside is totally on uh, up and up. Hmm. Now I guess I better go investigate, which makes him a super LAPD police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so as, as this is going on, McLean and the goons, uh, Carl and his goons, are fighting... I'd say, like, I put it in my notes as, like, fight down the elevator shaft, because they're basically, well, that's kind of what they're doing. They're trying to lead him into danger, and so the yeah. only way that John can escape is through the elevator shaft, and mm-hmm. he has to, because he uses, there's this big fan in the way, and he uses his gun to block the fan and uh, get through, and then he's in the vent room, mm-hmm. and while Hans wants him to just, like, just lock it, like lock the area. He can't get anywhere if you yeah. lock him in the elevator shaft. Carl's just like, no, fuck that. He's my dying. vengeance. He dies tonight. My vengeance, Hans. And uh, so this is uh where we get one of the cool. He shoots down, and we get John like diving into the vent, mm-hmm. and with only his lighter. And uh, yeah. you get let's get together, have a few laughs. One that of the iconic. iconic die hard things and then uh hans goes to the room where he eventually just hangs around it was something that i really paid attention to this watching is how many times they go back to similar to rooms that they've Mm. been in before but like you don't really notice at least when i was watching it first few times i didn't really notice it but that is well that's also the nice thing having such a closed set you know Mm -hmm. and uh yeah you just Starts poking around, and they're like, "Ah, oh, Han, or yeah, Carl, we gotta actually do our jobs." Mm. Oh, okay, sure. Um, but it's really tense as he's like, with poking with the gun, and John's like, "I'm gonna have to shoot this guy." <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to immediately get killed by his friends. <laughs> this is the worst situation I could have found myself in. Um. So yeah, the uh, Owl Powell is mm. investigating inside and uh huey lewis lets him in yeah he's like anything going on what's the news huey lewis doesn't have any 
<laughs> Eddie News. He's just watching the USC uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, and he's uh, like, give them the power of love, boys. <laughs> and he's like, can I, uh, can I investigate? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. And while you're out there, I, I want a new drug. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, I would imagine Huey Lewis would be pretty into sports. <laughs> that has to be the title for today's episode. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the title would be Can Pepperoni Fix My Marriage? <laughs> that that seemed like the title. <laughs> And it'll leave them wondering what the fuck we were talking <laughs> what, about. How did we get there? Um, well, yeah. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, so he, uh, Al Powell, goes, goes <laughs> 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 fucking, he's investigating, but he, like, he walks, like, halfway down the hall, and he's like, yeah. ah, fuck this. Fuck it. <laughs> this is, like, 80 stories, and I'm not, I'm not at all interested. And there's a gunman right by the corner, presumably, to, to, fucking kill reginald bell johnson which would be yeah and take out al powell i'm just he... having a lot of fun with al powell <laughs> yeah i know as i said it <laughs> i wrote it down and i was like oh that sounds fine and then as i say it it's like <laughs> it's actually really fun yeah was, you know but yeah there's somebody down there ready to take it out and you know he's got to go Back to his car, deliver his Twinkies, because family matters. Mm. And, uh, ah, yeah. Hey. Uh, meanwhile, John's watching this and is like, what the fuck are you doing? You get, uh, there's terrorists. And like, yeah. oh, there's just a guy. There's Huey Lewis down there, John. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't know that. He's so. the most unassuming guy you ever met. Yeah. Uh, he looks he looks dressed for the part. And uh, yeah. so John breaks the window and then has... Uh, <clears throat> fucking al powell's like getting ready to leave a fucking body crashes uh, well because windshield. because of the fight because uh, a guy comes in two guys like uh one guy comes in he's like wait don't shoot and then he ducks down another guy comes in which john immediately lights that fucking guy up yep. and then the other guy i think his name was marco mm-hmm. and he just starts jump he jumps on the the conference table and shoots as john is going away and john is like polo and marco's still shooting and then he says you know if you ever get the opportunity to kill someone don't hesitate and so yep. john, and then just he just kills shoots him. him in the dick yeah he fucking kills him and then uses his body to fling it out <laughs> to just get his attention somehow yeah and uh it does as it lands directly on his police cruiser <laughs> yeah. and everyone just opens fucking fire <laughs> they're like fuck you al pal get out of <laughs> here Ah, and, and he's he back he, like he's frantically back in the the police car up and then i think it goes not, not a bridge but there's like a it's an uh, embankment yeah because there's like that. a drop because yeah. i i would imagine this is where the parking garage would be so like there <clears throat> it's like lifted up so that you can mm-hmm. get to the parking garage and he just like flings his car out there and uh yeah welcome to the party pal mm-hmm. and i'm like the party's up on the party level yeah, it's on the party level. You have a reason. You don't have enough XP to get there yet. You gotta use the secret code to get to the party level. <laughs> the secret code's just on the elevator. You just yeah. hit like twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> shit code. And so now the uh, the cops are here. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, well, well we also have a scummy reporter well yeah william william atherton. william atherton shows up i think his name's thornburg and he's he's talking to somebody about dinner reservations then he hears on the fucking police radio well, because like, he's uh, talking to his girl, he's talking to somebody, I presume, and he says, like, oh, yeah, Wolfgang's a personal friend of mine. Like, he's going to get into Wolfgang Puck's restaurant on <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you can't, William Atherton. We love you, you but that's not true. You, you can't get into Dorcia. No. And, uh, yeah, so then he hears that, and he's like, oh, this is where the real money is. Because this is in the 80s when you could make money in local television. And yeah. he goes and flags down a producer and gets into the. Like, uh, a bit of a tiff with the uh, on-air, like, the news anchor. Who's a fucking douche. <laughs> he's he's a fucking moron. Yeah, he's he absolutely, is... like, Helsinki. As we know, that's in Sweden. Finland. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, same More thing. at 11. <laughs> just, yeah, he's like, where's the new? There's no words on it. Fucking thing sucks. Yeah. And you know, do it live. And he, yeah, as a... A uh, bit of a thing there. As, like, they're on, like, a fucking 24-hour news show. I swear to God. They're, like, cause well, they... I mean, I, I, I could see that, though, happening. Because it's terrorist breaking attack news. at fucking Nakatomi Plaza, that would be, you know. On Christmas Eve. Like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't probably be the normal guy on Christmas Eve. Generally, those, you, you get the B team. Well, yeah, that's get... why William Atherton's here. Exactly. Oh, fucking burn. That wasn't meant as a bird. That was meant towards Thornburg, not William Atherton. No, but the the fucking Thornburg. Yeah, it's, it's the Thornburg's fucking. <laughs> the wild Thornberry Maggie. got burned. Yeah, it's the Thornburg's. Maggie's here. Suddenly, you're in Australia with Richard Chamberlain. Uh, and yeah, this is where um, uh, John and Hans talk because uh, he mm-hmm. uh, they talk over the radio. And, uh, Hans is like, yeah. Did, where he's some kind of cowboy, like you get it right off into the, you know, they use that cowboy motif. Yeah. And John Wayne, you're right off with Grace Kelly. It's like, that's fucking, uh, who's uh, this? Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, he delivers the line, which mm-hmm. we will get said with more intensity as we progress through this movie. Because oh, at yeah. first, the first utterance is a very whimsical cocky, just, fucking yeah. like ha 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 yippee ki uh, motherfucker, <laughs> and then towards the end, I like a Die Hard four. It's like a big fucking moment where oh, he yeah. says it, and he doesn't even say it because it's PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no man. As I think about it, that it's just lost some points in my eyes. But yeah, he says it with like more intensity as it goes on because. It's just a throwaway line that the public consciousness really grabbed onto. Well, it's such a uh, good and unexpected line. Like, like that's the thing that, like, <clears throat> I think Bruce Willis also brought to it, where he has that charming comedic timing. He can make a line like that totally work, and it feels very natural, but very unexpected, but also very John McClane. Yeah, well, and he just has that, like, we've, we've mentioned it a lot, but that, that kind of roguish quality or mm-hmm. you know he's he's um he, he doesn't overpower him you know he doesn't get the big fucking heavy machine gun and mow everybody down he has no. to use his wits and his cutting and you know motherfucker can't even have shoes no <clears throat> but it's at this point they realize that uh john has all the detonators that guy that he iced had a duffel bag full of just 
loads C4 of detonators. C4 and detonators. Like one brick of C4 and the, and the detonators. Mm. And this is bad. Yeah, they need those detonators. For reasons that well, we already got to. They're going to blow up They're going to blow up the all, top of the roof, yeah. They need with the, all the hostages. To, yeah. Um, for the grand finale of Hans Gruber's fucking Christmas party. The denouement. Really, the, <laughs> yeah. the prestige, if yeah. you will. Just a great turn the, here. <laughs> it's just, that's the, the greatest trick. Um, but yeah, the... <clears throat> and now the LAPD arrives with Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Robinson. He's a deputy chief well, of police. Yeah, deputy chief of police. Um... Yeah, and then also, did you notice that one of the guys around Dwayne, who's uh, credited as a young cop, will eventually show back up in Die Hard with a Vengeance? Really? I did not yeah. know that, no. He is the guy in Die Hard with a Vengeance that gets killed and his badge is taken. And oh, that's what okay. It's that badge that, like, with the lucky numbers that he mm. uses, that John uses to kill those guys in the, the elevator. The, yeah, from the Die Hard movie that I probably watched the most, because that's... I fucking... Spoilers! Die Hard with a Probably our favorite. favorite. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really I, is. I, I really like that one a lot. It's it's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, and I looked into it, because I was like, wait a minute, isn't he in Die Hard 3? And I validated. And yes, John McTiernan was so impressed by his performance there that he hired him on. Mm. For, for prison. It, yeah, <clears throat> and then... He was in a lot of other stuff, and then he died shortly after being in Die Hard with the Vengeance and died in 96. So. Yeah. Left, uh, left an imprint, then. I mean, I remembered him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and as the LAPD arrives, Holly goes and, and uh, gets kind of finds herself in a leadership position and has to, like, make demands of Hans and just be like, hey, we have a pregnant lady. Her secretary was pregnant. Mm. Like, can we get her in a room with a sofa? Cause yeah, she's just going to be uncomfortable. And like, we can just bring one out mm. and you can tell Hans is actually still kind of impressed though. Well, just, yeah. Like, well, it also like, it would be very easy to just like, they're going to be expendable anyway. Fuck them. It is, it is nice. Like it does show a level like to Hans. We're like, all right, yeah, that's reasonable. And we'll let you guys go to the bathroom in intervals or whatever. And, you know, because yeah, they could have just like those those people are expendable, you know. Ultimately, like what the fuck should he care, you know? But he yeah. does show that little degree of like, yeah, all right. Well, it's Christmas. Even the terrorists are a little bit nicer. On well, they're Christmas. thieves. They're not terrorists. I know, but they're credited as it in, in the <laughs> credits. Um. But yeah, the and the LAPD being the LAPD have decided that they have a hammer. And the whole world is a nail, and they're just going to fucking go in. Yep, true to form. And uh, uh, Al Powell's like, hey, that's a bad idea. And uh, Deputy Chief of Police uh, Dwayne T. Robinson is like, uh, fuck off. <laughs> it's like... How about, uh, I got a car. Yeah. You're going to, what, what does he say? He's like, uh, it's going to be three detentions every Saturday for six months. Al Powell. <laughs> Don't you. <laughs> Forget about That's what they're playing as they're fucking racing towards the Nakatomi Plaza. That's just the theme song of it. Yeah. That's the, yeah, yeah. that's the theme song of Paul Gleason's life. Yeah. When they get in, um, 
yeah, this is we also see more of the setup because, uh, yeah, John is pretty much only primarily talking to Al, mm-hmm. Al Pal, mm-hmm. uh, his pal <laughs> Al Pal, yeah, his Al Pal Pal Al. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna after this movie they're gonna keep in touch. So Al Pal will be pen pals with John McClane. <laughs> Pen pal, al pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, uh, man. oh, but man. there's that. There's that trust there. Um, yeah. Well, but, al, uh, al pal has good instincts, though. Like that's the thing. He's like he tr- like. You can tell that he picks up very quickly that. This guy I'm talking and uh, John Roy. McClane, Roy's him calls him Roy, yeah, and um, he can tell that he, he totally gets like I think I'm talking to a cop that's trapped in that building. The things that he is saying make him sound like he is a police officer. And uh, Dwayne is just completely clueless and mm-hmm. bureaucracy and management in action. Mm-hmm. He's like he could probably be one of the terrorists if they are terrorists. Why haven't they made demands? Yeah, and like because there's more to the situation because like it's just that. That kind of like, I don't know. There just seems to be a whole thing with like a theme where like the people that are actually supposed to be in charge of the authorities are easily clowned on. Oh yeah, and like have no idea I mean, and just run by the book. That's also just true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you know. I mean, think about the when the FBI guys show, guys show up. They're both named Johnson because they're they dicks. are. Yeah, Big Johnson and Little Johnson is yeah. how they're credited. I noted that. Well, and also they look at the situation and they're like, this is a 37B. Yeah. And they have such, like, callous disregard. They're just like, yeah, we probably lose, like, 20, 30% of the hostages. Eh, that's Tops. acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they don't give a shit. No. This is just It's just by the numbers. And, like, yeah, they have a playbook and that's what they follow. Hmm. And, you know, John, who's, like, the good cop, you know, adapts and improvises as yeah. a situ- for the situation. Well, it also just goes to show, like, how much like so little information can affect like uh the whole scenario you know what i mean like the things that they don't know on the outside totally affect you know Mm -hmm. well uh argyle tries to flee he he has eventually figured out having the cb radio that uh shit has gone south yeah things are not going well yeah he tries to drive through the parking garage but all the exits are sealed so he just hangs tight yep and uh, we'll we'll catch up with him more later. The terrorists get or the thieves. I'm just gonna call them terrorists. They are technically thieves, but it's just easier. Um, no, that's fine. Yeah, they get set up though with the uh, bolting in the fucking rocket launcher, and on the uh, on the uh, ground floor, the uh, Asian guy uh, steals a candy bar. The Asian terrorist mm-hmm. that the one we talked about. And Hugh Lewis uh, muses to him that the heart of rock and roll is in Cleveland. <laughs> it's like, shut up, man. I've got a, I got a situation to deal with. There's four SWAT guys coming to take us down. Like, what a pathetic response from the L.A. Like, four SWAT guys and an armored personnel carrier that totally gets fucking stuck on the stairs. It does. It gets, like... It's like fucking turtle. I mean, it's high that's, centered. And that's the problem with those fucking things. <laughs> like they're not good at an incline. <laughs> like, well, and also like the, the hostages are on like the party level, uh-huh. which is like twenty up. 
What's the car going to do once it crashes into the lobby? I assume, like, fucking breach the wall, let everybody in, you know? Yeah, I guess. I guess guess that's the thinking, and then they're going to have to fucking sweep the other 79 floors of Nakatomi Plaza. They're going to have to march their happy asses up all of those stairs. Yeah, because the fucking elevators aren't working. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, they're not going to get very far. Um but yeah, interestingly, the terrorists uh, are told, like, the four guys at the door who get stymied by the lock. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, nothing we can do here. It's locked. Uh, they're just like, shoot to wound. And so they set their guns to wound. And <laughs> those fancy European stun yeah, guns. It's like when I set my machete to wound. It's like... <laughs> I've set my machete from stun <laughs> to kill. kill. Yeah. Uh, and so they wound the cops, and then, yeah, they, they bring in the car, and... Uh, yeah, it uh, gets... Uh, well, first of all, the car... Like, this is something that I thought could have been edited a bit better. So two of the terrorists go to another floor. They set up those uh, fucking... Uh, I mean, it's going to say, like, rocket, bazooka, fucking... They're rocket launchers, yeah. yeah. And, so, like, this takes so long, and that fucking armored personnel carrier is coming from the same gas station that Reginald Vell Johnson came from before, apparently. And it's giving, it's taking sweet fucking time to get down there. Well, it needed to refuel. That thing is one <laughs> foot to the gallon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Reason why it blew up was because it was covered in gas. <laughs> it was just, that's all it needed so that it could traverse the all of LA. Um, yeah, but it gets, it gets exploded. And also, uh, Theo is, is watching. He's providing overwatch. On the cameras, then yeah, another creature is staring, except for four SWAT officers mm-hmm. coming. And yeah, some other fun quotes are from him, like when it explodes. And, there were, oh, there and there the quarterback f- is toast. Yeah, that I was that shocked me because I was like, that's where that comes from. Yeah, there were a few of those where I was like, <laughs> really? Wow, I didn't remember that, but that was cool. Yeah, because yeah. you know, colloquial, colloquially, and like we've used those a bunch, so it was that was that was really cool. I actually popped a little bit when. He was like, and the quarterback is toast. Yeah, because he he uses he uses sports references. Uh, he used the basketball one to distract the guard for Huey mm. Lewis to kill. Um. But yeah, oh yeah, they also shoot the lights, and like he's like, ah, oh, Dwayne is just like they can't aim for shit, and else it's like they're they're shooting the lights. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I think they're shooting the lights. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yes. Um, but yeah, so the fucking the it doesn't go well for any of the LAPD. Their fucking their big tank car gets blown up because it gets stuck. Um, so and, John has to intervene. Well, John is like pleading with Hans to like you gotta stop this. Yeah. And Hans like I'll take it under advisement. And he's like oh, I'll show you. You take this under advisement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gonna, take. <laughs> I'm gonna blow up a whole floor of this building under advisement. Fuck you, Hans. Fucking fucking asshole. Fucking crowned son of a bitch. I'll. Kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna send you back to West Germany, East Germany. Yeah, I don't like, care. Shove a potato masher in your mouth and fucking fly you to. Yeah. You fucking craft work loving bastard. Yeah. As he puts in the fucking detonators yeah. in the C4. He puts like nine detonators <laughs> in the C4 and then he throws it down. And he's like, Ich bin ein Berliner, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, well, I love it too as he's thinking about how many detonators to put in. He's just like, fuck it. Yeah, and he, just floods. <laughs> he just puts like, turns into like a little explosive hedgehog. 
like a fucking pinhead. Of a, <laughs> he throws it down, and then the, and you hear the explosion, and he's looking, and then the fireball comes up, and it just, like, one brick levels the floor and kills the two guys. massive explosion. Which is cool because it sets up the rooftop explosion so much better. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, it we gives you it, like a yeah, it a gives proportion. you like a frame of reference. Yeah, like they're gonna fucking that fuck building up is the... going down. <laughs> like that thing <laughs> is gonna collapse. That thing is fucked. Um, yeah, and it takes out the guys, saves the. Well, I don't know if the car can be saved. Um, I think they're dead. All oh yeah, they're dead. totally dead. Yeah, they're all dead. I would argue um, that everybody down there is probably dead. <laughs> not the not the SWAT guys. Oh, did they make it? Well, the SWAT guys had to make it because Huey Lewis and the Asian guy make it. It's just the guys on the second floor that got blown up. With well, the, I knew the that. RPG. I knew that, but I figured that they probably like didn't get moved. Oh no! Like it a lot. I guess I was just assuming since they set their phasers to stun, they just were able to crawl out of there. Well, I mean, they weren't like the the situation before John drops the C four is like he looks at the burning fucking armored personnel carrier, then looks at those four SWAT guys who were just screaming and writhing in pain, not even like ten feet away. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um, but you know that's the the. I'm going to say that he saves the day. Otherwise, dropping the C4 doesn't really affect well, uh, much. Well, I mean, it does affect much. It takes out two guys. Exactly. Fucking um, no kill like overkill. That's the New Jersey way. But uh, <clears throat> this is when Ellis decides that the cocaine is running dry and it's time for him to help. Yeah, this he, looks he, like a job for Ellis. Ellis, Ellis really wants to fucking get back to partying so he, he you know he he, he amps, amps himself up he like he snorts a few lines and then uh, he's like all right holly don't worry i got this Woo! Yeah. i am a hostage negotiator <laughs> 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 fucking multi-million dollar trade deals people's lives ain't nothing holly Woo! i feel Woo. confident all of a sudden is it warm in here oh man my Woo. heart's beating real fast Come on, who wants to do calisthenics? Let's go talk to Hans. Yeah. And, yeah, he reveals that uh, it is uh, John McClane who's out there. His friend John, who yeah, he invited. Yeah, his good buddy John he brought over to the thing. And uh, McClane's like, Ellis, are you fucking high on coke? Knock this shit off. They're going to kill you. Come on, John. That's no way to talk to your coked-out friend Ellis. Yeah, I've been coked out for years, and you haven't said a word. Remember when we met on my island? Yeah. And you were like, hey, that's a lot of coke. And I was like, whoopee! <laughs> and I was like, give me your poor, your tired, your huddled masses, and I'm going to do lines off of them. I am powerful! <laughs> Have you seen the shoulders on this suit? Okay? Have you seen them? These are power shoulders. Huge. Massive 80 shoulders. Suits I can do like blocks. And you got to turn yourself in, John. And uh, I no no I don't I don't think I I will. You should really give up. And he's like they're gonna kill me if you don't turn yourself in. Like yeah I I, I know <laughs> they're totally gonna do that unless you need to like uh, rethink this play here. And he's like no you don't get it. Well he also says that great line that I've always remembered, which is Hans Bubby. Yeah, which honestly should have got him shot there. I know, but I actually, I was reading, and apparently that was an ad lib by Hart Bachner, so Alan Rickman's reaction was actually genuine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, he just 
cannot do anything to save Ellis, and Ellis just kind of meekly drinks a Coca-Cola and is shot and yes. killed off screen. He doesn't. Ellis does not make it. He will not be joining us for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and Dwayne just totally misreads the situation. And, like he hung him out to dry there, man. It was cold-hearted. Mm-hmm. Which is of course not what's happening, but Dwayne's a moron. <laughs> Exponentially, yes. Yeah. Uh, and now, having killed more people, Hans decides it's time to make demands. Yeah, this is where he says, like, I do really like this. So he's like, you know, there's a few guys in Northern Ireland I'd like released. There's some other people from here. And then he says another group of people, and everybody like looks confused at him. He's like, I read about him on the New York Times. He read right about him in time. In, in time yeah, in that's Time magazine. Yeah. And yeah, I, and I also would like released uh, General Zod from his prison in the Phantom, <laughs> Phantom Zone. Zone, please. <laughs> that fucking seventies album cover is still floating around up there, and we got to get him back. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, he's still trapped in the past. <laughs> it's like General Zod. Why would you I want saw... General Zod? Yeah, I yeah, I like him. Uh, yeah, he's like. All kinds of people, like from the IRA, the Argent Dawn, mm-hmm. or the Asian Dawn, like something like that. Yeah. Like all kinds of famous prisoners. Yeah, that guy from Oblivion, yeah. free him. <laughs> all yeah. of them. Yeah. Everybody uh, you can think of. Fucking Nelson Jack the Ripper, Mandela. get him out. Yeah, Nelson Mandela. That'd be fucking <laughs> wicked. <laughs> Terry's gone on too long. Free him. Make him president. Free South Africa, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah. The <laughs> LAPD can do that, can't they? Where's the saber rattling, rattling from your State Department to free Nelson Mandela? Give in to this terrorist <laughs> demands. It's just like, what are you talking about? Tell you what, let's bet it all on a soccer game. Um. <laughs> <laughs> New uh, Zealand v South Africa. We can do this. And I got some other I got some other people locked up in a mental asylum. Free Edward Nigma. <laughs> Victor Freeze. Oswald Cobblepot. Um Maxi Zeus. Yep. I love Maxi uh, Zeus. Um oh, Harvey love that Dent. Guy's work. Harvey Dent, uh who uh, Lex Luthor. I like him. I like the cut of his shitty jib, so bring him out too. Yeah. Bring them all out. <laughs> what the whole Legion of Doom, please. Uh and with that, uh, the bring me the girl uh, who shot Jr. The the news is running, and they're just filling time with. They even got like a guy on Christmas Eve who's all about hostage. Mm-hmm. Wrote a book about it. Mm-hmm. That is some short notice. <laughs> well, uh, that that I like though, because that actually was something where, uh, like there, I mean, since like the seventies, there have been terrorist experts and stuff. So actually, it was like, oh, that's cool that they were able yeah. to find like a. Yeah, I know, and it's LA. It's not like well, yeah, and it, like in that situation, I could totally see like a guy who's like, "Oh, I'm an expert in terrorism," and like this is a situation that totally requires like my totally wrong opinion on every single aspect of it. He's the guy that brings up the Helsinki uh, principle syndrome. Yeah, which I thought was from Stockholm. Yeah, but he might not be informed either, so we don't know. Um. Yeah, and they also. Uh, look up everything on McLean. Mm, yeah, fucking uh, Thornburg gets his assistant to get his deets, as they say. Yeah, they don't. 
Yeah, it's the 80s, so they don't have privacy laws. So they just fucking be like, yeah, you want his like, here's his badge number, his social security, <laughs> yeah. his bed, his these voting are, history. These are his uh, fam personal family photos. We got those too. Uh, we got his medical records. Do you want to know <laughs> how much you want to know about John McClane? I mean, he's literally the most public person in the United States. <laughs> it's like I'm surprised you haven't known about him sooner. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't recognize his voice. <laughs> his information is just. Out everywhere there. he basically just put like his bank account info on like a wall like on the side of a bus or something yeah it's he's just put his him on blast no wonder holly left him anyway <laughs> fucking, and the uh, fbi has arrived johnson yeah, the, and johnson mm. purveyors of soap <laughs> it's and, like we're gonna clean this up uh i do like that they say no relation because like it's fairly obvious. <laughs> oh shit! It wasn't good. Enough, <laughs> it is. I mean, you can tell it's like practiced, but still, yeah. You because know, one's a black guy, the other's like uh, the other guy. guy that... I, he's in a bunch of stuff. I've seen him in a bunch of. I couldn't. I didn't look up his name, but I've seen him he, in other stuff before. He is a guy that reminds me a lot of Richard Belzer in the way that he looks. But that's a little just bit. Me. He also reminded me of the guy. I can't remember his name. You remember the guy who played the Sphinx in Mystery Men? Yes. Yeah, that's who that reminded me of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So um, the FBI is like, this is a 37B. Here's the rules. Here's what we're going to do. And uh, then now that this has happened, it's moved up their timetable. So uh, he's going to – he has Carl go do something, like tend to the hostages, and mm -hmm. Hans is like – I'm going to go up and get the, like... He's going to check the detonators, isn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, he's going to check the the bomb, like, the explosives. So he goes up and, for some reason, like, hides his gun. I do not know why he did that. I didn't that. get that e either. Like, that was a very random move from Hans, but, I don't know, just in case of a surprise attack in that corner. <laughs> it's like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, very weird. But he ends up uh, running into John mm -hmm. as he's doing that. And, uh, like, he uses a, a really convincing American accent. Oh, yeah. Bill Clay. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is on the, the, like, thing right next to him, too. So you can tell that mm -hmm. he, like, grabbed, like, made note of one of the names just yeah, in like case. Yeah, like, he just, in passing, like, he just saw it. But it wasn't, it wasn't good enough because, again, we get to see how good fucking, um, John McClane's, like, deductive reasoning is where he's like oh yeah he sees the list of names and he's like that's not b clay it's like wc clay or something but well no it was wm it's william so when he said his name was oh. bill clay oh okay so like that works um <clears throat> but he's like you know um here you ever used a gun before and he's like you know only in uh like paintball and you yeah know, you know you ever seen Fucking with my uh, friends Friday in the woods, 13th. getting pissed at our female boss. Yeah, dead. My head, my head got cut off. All three of us in one fell swoop. Yeah, and then one other wormy fuck who got lost in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a big thing back then. And it gives him the gun, and then you know Hans turns on him, but there's no bullets. So I I don't know if he figured out that. Oh, I I or, think he totally knew that that guy was like definitely not on the up and up just from the like that's why i was like because he specifically looks at the clay thing on the thing and you get you can tell like bruce willis does it great where he's like 
that's not that fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, that is, he doesn't sound like a Bill Clay. Yeah, he doesn't sound like a William Clay. And, uh, yeah, but, and he also doesn't immediately shoot Hans, even though he could totally shoot totally Hans. Totally should, yeah, but he because doesn't. I, well, because I think he's trying to get information out of him mm-hmm. about the rest of the plan. And, like, because he's like, you know, why do you need the detonators? I used all the C4 mm-hmm. because he thought he did. So, like, that's. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, needing that, getting the pieces together to figure out the big, you know, his his planned grand finale for the Christmas party. <laughs> it's out with a bang. Yeah, must have it in party fucking in 1988. Um, but then the boys arrive. Mm-hmm. A, a whole gaggle well, two, of boys. Two boys arrive. Carl and another long-haired guy. Long-haired guy totally gets mowed down like as soon as the elevator door opens. Carl has the quick thinking to turn. And then yep. uh, a shootout ensues where Hans and Carl hide behind, I think, a desk or something. And then uh, noticing, he note, uh, Hans had noticed that fucking McLean wasn't wearing shoes. He was all barefoot. So he's, he tells Carl, shoot the glass. Uh, well and yeah and well he also notices the guy like did a fucking coffin flop on the yeah. fucking glass and so he sees the pool of blood and he puts it all the like you can even see the fucking gears turning yeah. in his head and he's like shoot the glass shoot. yeah he says it in German and then Carl's like I don't speak German dude what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's just an accent I'm I a just, poser I, it's an affectation <laughs> I just I thought it would make me cool I wanted to be like hang with the terrorists you know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he shoots the glass, and uh, and they use like a flashbang puck, like a hockey puck. <laughs> yes, it, that's totally what it is. But it's just like when you worded it, <laughs> I mean, I have no other way to describe it. It's like those like, all the I... all the specialist all the specialty pucks that they use in hockey. This is the flashbang puck. This is our oh, frag yeah, grenade for the, puck. This for is the, the tricky Canadian hockey games. <laughs> yeah, your, for the for the for the puck. gimmicky. For the really gimmicky one, this is our uh, for uranium our isotope puck. superhero. Yeah, he's like the Green Arrow, but with hockey, <laughs> hockey sticks. And... That'd be dope. I love that. <laughs> we we just made him. We here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and uh, so as but then he's McLean's gone, but there's just blood bloody footprints. And it's like whatever. We got other things to worry about. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's like he got he has the bag full of detonators, so he's like. This is more important right now. <laughs> yeah. Cause, well, because, yeah, you can't carry the, the detonator bag. And, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, John's... John basically throws it because they're, sh- they're just firing their guns at him. And then he just has to make a complete, like, a tactical retreat mm-hmm. into the fucking uh, fire escape hallway or whatever. And he, like, fucking crawls into the bathroom. Yeah, because his foot's fucked up. Yeah, well, just massive shards of glass just coming out of his foot, yeah. <clears throat> which, yeah, and this is where he like completely loses hope, mm. <laughs> like almost completely, like that he might not make it out of here. Yeah, once you cut your foot, it's all oh, it's all over. Yeah, I it's cut my get... foot once, and I was I took a week off work. It's gonna it's gonna get infected. Mm-hmm. And he tries to like half-ass bandage his feet. Mm-hmm. And he talks to Al, and this is where Al's like, because uh, John's like, yeah, you're, you work at a desk, and you're a desk jockey, aren't you? And Al's like, yeah, no, you know. Yeah. I uh, killed a kid. Be. Yeah, accidentally. 
and shot a kid, so I just never could, never wanted to go back out. And then I became a desk jockey, and yeah, they have a bit of a moment. Yeah, it's like you know, I don't know if I could ever shoot my gun again. You know, it's just, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I see a hopefully I see a tall blonde German man ready Dude, to strike. Is in no way a thirteen-year-old kid. Yeah. I. Okay. Yeah. So eventually, he does kill Carl. I'm assuming you've seen the movie. It's just always such a weird <laughs> plot point that it's just like Al found a way to kill again. Well, I don't it's think it's that. Arc. I don't think it's necessarily that. It's more like there was a reason why. Like he's a really good cop. He became a desk jockey because of this incident. And then when you know he gets a hero moment because he gets to kill the dragon. You know that's what it that's is. That's fair. Like, it's yeah. not like, oh, he needs a fucking another reason to kill again. I mean, that's not a fucking arc. <laughs> no, it's like he need, he builds self-confidence back in himself to become, you know, because he's a good cop. He's a smart, he's a smart dude. He's level-headed. He, like, he should be the one running things instead of Dwayne Johnson, Robinson, you know. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson shows up. He's, he's in control. But fucking Dwayne Robinson shows up, you know, send him back to high school. Teen Rocky Maivia pops over. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, but it, it, it's at this point too that the FBI like they get their choppers ready and they well they first cut, they, well, cut they cut the power. They're starting yeah, to cut they, the power. Yeah, they cut the power. Uh, they get a guy. It's just like we can't cut the power. It's gonna cut the power to ten square blocks. Yeah, come on, it's fucking Christmas Eve. What are you high? And he's like, I don't give a fuck about Christmas Eve. This is a thirty-two B. You cut that goddamn power, you're gonna be fucking hoofing shit out of the goddamn turnpike, motherfucker. Like, right, yeah, Jesus. you ever heard about the authority of Uncle Sam? Yeah, and he's like, America. All right. All right, Jesus Christ, you dicks. <laughs> and so he, uh, the guy calls, and then they, you know, of course, turn off the power to Nakatomi Plaza, which we haven't mentioned was exactly what Hans wanted them to do because that yes, will remove. A call. I have you here I, the I, FBI. Yeah. And, uh, they cutting the power off takes that electromagnetic lock off the vault. Yep. Which opens the vault. Mm-hmm. And, uh, while Christmas music plays, um, well, yeah, because the FBI are like, oh, I bet they're shitting themselves right now, and they're like so happy the vault is oh, finally open. Fuck yeah! Oh, oh my god, the armor, the statues, and the paintings—it's almost like this was held in Frankfurt. <laughs> yeah, we're taking it back. <laughs> we're, we're bringing it back home, boys. Um. Yeah. Well, and also there's like emergency power, so I don't know what cutting the power actually did. Well, I think cutting the main power like shut off the mag lock like, no the I emergency meant, like, power is still gonna turn it on yeah know? no but i I just meant like in, from the fbi's perspective there's still emergency light they're not sitting there in the dark <laughs> yeah um, well maybe I, again because the fbi guys are really incompetent what i would probably guess is like they didn't expect nakatomi plaza to like you know, have a backup generator like they're like you said they're going by the books so they're literally just checking off the objectives of 32b whatever you know yeah, like it's a because they're not competent FBI agents. <laughs> they're really not. Well, they're just yeah. a couple of boobs. Yeah, there's just two dudes too. Yeah. Like that's always. It's like oh, we're taking over. Just the two of us. We mm-hmm. can make it if we try. Yeah, we can. We can go. We can fix this thing. Terrorism's a two man job. Fight me, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. But yeah, they get the. Six hundred and sixty million dollars in uh, bearer bonds, and as a bonus for Hans and the boys, 
they have 10 less shares. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> They're splitting this, as far as I can see, mm. like seven ways right now. Yeah, which fucking is... a third of $650 million. That's pretty good. I mean, if it's all equal, I would imagine certain people get more than others. Well, Hans totally gets the most. He gets, Ca- to, he gets to walk around in the samurai armor waving fucking old paintings around in his fucking island resort you know, that he's going to build. You would think like Hans and Theo would get like Theo would probably get a bit extra because he's mm. literally the reason you can get into the vault. Yeah. Like, you know, you can get dudes that have a gun that can just like. <laughs> well, yeah, he got fucking or, 11 of them or fucking 10 yeah. of them. <laughs> like, he got a rainbow coalition of terrorists. Available. Um, but yeah, um, John's just like, you know, there's nothing he could do. If he can't make it, just tell Holly that he's. That he's sorry, and he wishes that he could have been better. Yeah. Uh, it's a very good acting moment from Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, across town, uh, the reporter is a dick to the maid. And, oh, like, huge. He's a huge piece of shit to the maid and totally in- inappropriately fucking interviews the kids because <laughs> that's not something you should do in this kind of situation. But It's not something he could even do because like, – the maid can't consent for them to whatever. It's it, it's not important, but it's it not... doesn't matter because he's a shitty, shitty TV news reporter. Yes. And also because he did that, it outs Holly as mm-hmm. John's wife. Yeah, because and... this was also a detail because she had a picture of her and John and the family in her office and she like flipped it down. And Hans has been using her office as his like command post basically the whole movie. Yeah, and then he flips it up and is like, Mrs. Gennaro, pleased to make your acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he's like, get all the other hostages up top. I'm taking her. Just mm. reasons. And uh, Well, I guess if you know they run across John again, you have a... Yeah, like leverage. Yeah. Again, which is actually what happens anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, And John has made it up to the roof because he knows something's going up and he finds the massive fucking pile of C4 that oh, they yeah. put <laughs> under the helipad. Gigantic, gigantic pile of C4. Just, yeah, a ton of it. And uh, <clears throat> is this where he killed the Asian guy? Or he gets up there and he kills a couple? He gets So he gets up there. I think what happens is he gets as, because I think he kills the Asian guys. The Asian guy's like standing in the like stairway. And he gets surprised and shot, and then John's like, everybody get the fuck down below! And then he starts shooting the gun, because nobody will listen to him, because they don't know who the fuck he is. And, yeah. And that's when and, the FBI gunships are about to roll up, and they try to shoot John. And he goes down and fights Carl. Yep. And, well, no, he actually had fought Carl before. So he fought Carl, and then basically hangs him. Mm-hmm. There, because all of the hostages run down, and I guess yeah, they run down. Carl. And he's just swinging there like it's the fucking you know, it's old I Western biting, times. I am biding my time. They don't even I'm know lying. I'm still alive. I'm lying in wait. It's so painful. Cape fear. My <laughs> neck like... feels so extended. Like, yeah, but he's just you know left him hanging Judas style. Mm-hmm. Then he rescues all the people, and then. Like, all the, the helicopters and whatever are shooting at him, and he has to make it down. So he takes a fire hose that's up there, ties it around his waist, and fucking jumps. <laughs> he jumps. 
He's like, John McClane, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's the stupidest. I will never go in a tall building again for the rest of my life. For the he rest of this movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. For the rest of these movies, I will never go into a tall building. And I think he's right. I, I, he might, because I don't think he ever goes into like a skyscraper again. No. And then uh, jumps out of a of the skyscraper, jumps off the skyscraper, and like has to shoot the glass. Yeah, because it doesn't break initially. Like he has his like fucking cut up foot like stomping on the glass. The the fire hose, uh, I guess the roller on it is it detaches. Hit. Well, yeah. and the bomb went off, and it oh, yeah. blew up the <laughs> helicopter while yeah, the, he jumped. The Johnsons are dead. Yeah. Yep. The Johnsons and, uh, did not make it. Then the the fucking hose falls, and it almost drags him with him, which mm-hmm. is, is just a neat touch. Like, uh, other things have done it. Like, uh, I remember one of the Mission Impossibles kind of being like that, where it was... Uh, oh, yeah. Mem- I think it was Ghost Protocol. They all kind of run together. I think together, so, yeah. But in Dubai... Yeah, Rogue Nation. Yeah. It was. A, mm, it's I don't know. In, it's They've, in the later half. I know what you're talking. I can't specifically like <laughs> signal. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, they. What I like them, but they blend together. They anyway, can, yeah. But it feels very like that. Is it? It's about to drag him down, and he only escapes by the skin of his teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Holly is at the vault with Hans, and is like, "That's what this is about." Just petty just thievery. And he's shit. Like, it's just a bunch I, of shit. You're just petty thieves, and he's and Hans. I don't know why this line sticks out to me. It's like I am an exceptional Little thief. thief. <laughs> well, it's just, it's another one of those great like it's a that's such a great boast. Like no, madam, I am fucking awesome at this. All if your husband wasn't here, this would have all gone to fucking plan. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, yes. And then uh, with the copter exploding, meanwhile, down at the garage, uh, Theo is takes the an ambulance out of the panel van. Yeah. Because this is apparently the rest of their. Yeah. In just one lot of dudes in one ambulance. It's like a clown car ambulance. They're going to be fucking. (laughs) Plus, with all that shit. Samurai armor. I know. And those paintings. I, I think they just wanted the bearer bonds. I think they would have left the other stuff. No, they'd have to take the other. They'd have to take the other stuff. That's you gotta right. liquidate the whole fucking vault, right? If you're if you open it, you gotta take it. Exactly. Um, but Argyle sees this and really pieces everything together surprisingly fast. Rams the uh, well. I mean, ambulance. he's been listening on like the radio thing the whole movie. Yeah, and watching the TV. So he's yeah. up on. Up on and things. he does. He it's super. It's I mean I I I it was another thing where I was like yeah Argyle get him because he he rams the ambulance with the limo and then he gets out real quickly sees Theo and just cold cocks him. It's like fuck you dude. And yeah, he is down for the count and presumably like one of two that would have survived. Theoretically, yeah. There's a strong there's a... argument that Theo makes it. I, Theo has to make it. I cannot imagine that he's just dead in the ambulance from one <laughs> he's, punch. He's very soft. He's a like, very, very uh, soft boy. Argyle's just been doing 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, <laughs> and just, running a kilometer. Just getting ready in the back of the fucking limo for this fucking moment of glory. He's going to go all Saitama and one-punch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so now, 
all the other stuff is, is done, John just goes to the vault because all that's where everything is. He realizes that he's out of submachine gun ammo. Mm-hmm. He has two bullets in his gun, and there's three dudes left, and there's a packing tape station, so he's got a plan. Yeah, he's. this was one part where I was like, that had to be such a just ginormous pain in the ass, like taping to, that to your back. Yeah, like, I, I could imagine I would fuck up more than once. Oh, God, yeah. Like, you fucking, it, like, you don't tape it properly and it falls and then you spend a bullet. <laughs> it's just like, fuck. Yeah, but, uh, so he, he does that. One of the guys, like, a, that was on the vault, like, he hits him with the submachine gun and knocks him out. I think this guy's the other guy that lives. Yeah, I think. Because then it's just Huey Lewis. And he gets shot in the head. Well, later, there's a, the whole, they they talk for a bit, puts the gun down, and then they laugh and laugh. Well, yeah, John has his hands, like, to his head, and he's just like, ha, 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 that really freaks out, fucking, not freaks out, but Hans was like, what the fuck, dude? And he laughs, they laugh, Holly Everybody's confused. laughing, Holly starts laughing, Santa Claus shows up, he starts laughing. Whoa, oh, 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 Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Huey Lewis gets gut. And, uh, do you like Huey Lewis in the newest? I found that their old stuff was a little too new wave for my taste. But I think where sports is where it came into their own, both commercially yeah. and artistically. Good luck getting into Dorcia now, Hans. <laughs> oh, man, there's a crossover I'd love to see. John McClane v. Patrick Bateman. Uh, there's a movie we could do, though, at some point. I'd, I'd do American Psycho. Um, so, yeah, Huey Lewis gets shot in the head. Uh, Hans, because uh, Holly ducks away, Hans gets shot in the stomach. Mm-hmm. But as he's backing up, he grabs Holly, and then he crashes through the window. Yep. Uh, Holly's, he's like held on to Holly. He's trying to get away. Oh, yeah, he's got a death vice-like grip on her. And then, and this is actually a, a, a fun thing, like the watch gives way and he falls. Mm-hmm. And the reaction that Alan Rickman gives is genuine because they did not tell him. He knew that he was going to be dropped, but they didn't tell him when. They're like, okay, you ready? <laughs> Three, two, and they dropped him. <laughs> so- <laughs> I knew that it was real, and I do. It's just, it adds such a great level to it because like, the reality of it just makes it, you know, like if you – you can't CG it, of course, at this particular time, but it, that genuine re- and like just how his whole body just like, ooh. <laughs> and he fucking falls. One of the best, best, most glorious deaths in an action movie. Like for it's weirdly, it's very not fitting, I would say, but just it's it meets to the to the character of Hans Gruber. Like John couldn't even kill him, really. It had to be the ground. It's gravity. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly stopping, that's what did him in. Well, and it's the watch that that gave way the yeah. the Rolex, which is I don't know. I like little touches like that where you. Oh said no, they're it. nice. That, well, it makes like, everything a t- it makes it such a tighter story because it doesn't it doesn't do that. Th- this is another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, this Die Hard particular, it's two hours and twelve minutes or something like that. Does it flies. It, does, it, <laughs> it flies and it doesn't waste a minute of it. And so it, when it when they bring up stuff like that, where at first you're like, well, that doesn't seem like a big deal. It becomes a big deal. It just makes it all like such a tighter narrative, you know? Yeah. And it all just kind of like 
fits together. Yeah, and I, I like it because it's the, you know, because of this, this happens, or this happens as a result of that, mm-hmm. instead of the and then yeah. writing. the So the Trey Parker and Matt Stone writing, which I uh, have taken to heart. Um, you well, can I mean, find they, that somewhere. They, they did invent it. It's well, like, that's where I like, found yeah, out about I know, it. Them I know, hearing yeah. them talking about it is how I found out about it. Yeah. So. I'm not, uh, I don't know, I'm not researched. You know, go to me for your research. I rarely do. You shouldn't. I don't know <laughs> shit. Um, anyway, fucking, so Hans gets his, his glorious death, and then everybody's descending Nakatomi Plaza, and uh, John gets a fireman's coat, like, wrapped around him, and uh, he, him and Holly see Al, and Al and uh, John meet, you know, for the first time, essentially, and like, you know, they have an instant rapport. I, I really like. I really, I, I know he's only in the next one, but I wish Al Powell was like in more of these movies. Yeah, I know. And then though, Carl is <laughs> waiting for his time to strike and wait. He's like, "I'm done playing dead. Now you die, McLean." And uh, yeah, uh, Al Powell mm-hmm. shoots him down. Yep, uh, takes him out. Like, un- totally unloads his gun. Al Powell sees through the cowl yeah. of the Al, bad guy's scowl. Al Powell doesn't see a pal over there. Bang, bang. Yeah, it gives him an Al Powell scowl. <laughs> yeah. When <laughs> Carl Carl had an Al Powell foul. He ran a foul of Al Powell. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. And then Al Powell's like, oh, man, I, I love poultry. And so they get a foul for Al Powell for his game. <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas turkey. Uh, Al Powell. Yeah. Foul. <laughs> I love you, Al Powell. I don't know why your name brings me so much joy, but it really does. Uh, just, I like rhyming things. <laughs> and, then, and then he went, like, Al Powell's like, I'm going to smoke a pack of cigarettes. So he, he opens up Al Powell's Paul Malls. That doesn't work as well. No, no. Al, yeah. Anywho, anyway, fucking, uh, <laughs> Holly punches John to the reporter. Holly, yeah, yeah, fucking William Atherton shows up and he's like, hey, John McClane, how fucked up was all this? And then, you know, he appropriately gets dumped <laughs> by Holly. How concerned are you that I put your family in danger? <laughs> risk, huge risk. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And uh, so they uh, fucking, what's his name? Uh, Argyle crashes through and like Al's just oh, like, right, yeah. do I got to take another one down? <laughs> yeah, I got to shoot him too. Uh, but Holly and uh, McClane get into the back of the limo and John hands her a Twinkie wrapped in pepperoni. He's like, will this fix everything? This fixes the marriage. <laughs> will this fix it? They can mend your heart. A Twinkie wrapped in pe- <laughs> This Christmas <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> the Twinkie wrapped it in pepperoni. everything. Men's a broken heart, <laughs> cure a fever, uh, oh, this whatever just makes me you. think. This <laughs> makes me think that I should make a Twinkie and pepperoni and eat it and put I, it on Patreon or something. I, yeah, we could both do that actually. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the dumbest fucking things. It's just the. I like. Does it? Did Wait, this do make we... anything better? Yeah. <laughs> Have we fixed anything? Um. Do we have to do we have to heat up the pepperoni or we put them on cold? Because I would say we do mm. like a hot pepperoni, but you know, I do like a cold pepperoni. Some cold. I don't know. 
I don't know if you go cold. Do pep. both. We do both. That's what we do. There's two Twinkies do, per pack. Do you do a hot Twinkie? Does anyone no. ever do a hot Twinkie? No, you can't do a hot Twinkie. The shit will melt from the middle. Mm. Yeah, also, I'm pretty cream. sure they explode in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the chemicals. They react poorly uh, to radiation. They also don't keep forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, uh, yeah, I actually seriously would like to try this now. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. Email this website and we'll make that happen, <laughs> and, and we'll let you know the results. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh my god, I'm gonna have to bring Twinkies and pepperoni for Thanksgiving. Oh, dude, that'd be great. I mean, that wouldn't be great, but we'd have a good time with it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It, it might fix everything. <laughs> so did this fix Thanksgiving? Let's tell you how early we record these. Um, yeah. So this movie's great. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really good. Uh, I uh, I am a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, also free I, on YouTube, which was yeah. Crazy. That's how that's how we watched it. I inadvertently discovered because they have. I will say YouTube has a really good selections of movies that you can just watch for free. And I, so I've just been going through those, and then I saw Die Hard, and I was like, "Holy fucking shit, dude!" I yeah, just didn't man. expect it. Like it's like free. With ads, I can do that. I have um, ad block. It still works for you on YouTube. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, my final note that I wrote in my notes for Die Hard, my uh, kind of summarizing, is still an all-time banger. Very, very good. Still draws you in. Great characters. Great plot. Yeah, it's there's a reason that it's it's kind of um, timeless. You know what it I mean? Is. It has a it has a like yeah, the technology is a bit dated. Yeah, the clothes and whatever, but the the story of everything and how everything fits together just works all the time. Well, and, yeah, I uh, like I said, I I am a big fan of it as a Christmas movie. Um, I do consider it to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people don't. Actually, uh, I looked into this too, and Bruce Willis didn't think it was a Christmas movie. So, well, yeah, I mean, I. I how I sit on it is there's definitely arguments for both for and against. So, Oh yeah. Like, I, I just think that it, I mean, it's a really Christmas embraces... movie in the same way that Batman returns is a Christmas movie. No, I think it leans into the Christmas theme and also the movie wouldn't have happened had it not been Christmas. Yeah. But Batman begins or Batman uh, returns also leans into the Christmas theme. Yeah, it fucking does. Miss Christmas Tree fucking gets thrown Miss off the Christmas building. Tree. <laughs> Our favorite. <laughs> the fucking classic character. You remember that from... Everyone's that favorite Batman. 50 fucking episodes ago. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's actually 70, I think. Yeah, this is a while this ago. This is going to be like 82, I think. Yep, is 82, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Miss Christmas Tree would have been in the single digits. <laughs> Well, I know the Batman twenty two is episode sixteen, so we can go back from there. Yeah. Um, well, because uh, Batman sixty something is seven, and then so eighty nine. Yeah. Wow. So wow. Yeah, Wait, is uh yeah I guess that's right because we did start it with Mission Impossible. Yep. That's right. Yes. Which is why I forget about those. Anyway, 
Which is uh, why I did not remember which movie was <laughs> it's like so long ago. Um, but no, this is uh, this was a really phenomenal movie, and um, I was happy to uh, happy to watch it again. I, like it, it was nice having that space of two decades, you know, and coming back to it, and then like this still holds up. This is still great. Oh yeah, well, and having only seen four Die Hard movies, just off the jump, my opinion of them is largely positive. Yeah. Well, because uh, I, I think I've only seen the second one once. I don't really remember anything from the second one. Like I mentioned, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance is the... That's the one I've seen the most. That's the one if I'm like, I really want to watch a Die Hard movie. I always go with Die Hard with a Vengeance. I really like Die Hard with a Vengeance. And yeah, Die Hard 2 is always just kind of the awkward middle. Um, well, it's, I mean, it, it's that old joke where it's like, it's the same thing in a fucking airport. It kind of is. It's but we just can... like... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah, then the one in 2007, and then, yeah. Mm -hmm. I do like the 2007 one. I like that one a lot, yeah. Has its flaws, but I think that's really good. I think that one, aside from Simon Gruber, who we will see one of these days, probably has the best villain, like, third best. I'd say Hans is the best, then Simon, then uh, Timothy Oliphant, and live free or die hard. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember his either. Thomas Um, Church? I don't Isn't know. That I feel like Sandman? He's... No, that's that's fucking that's Thomas, Thomas Hayden. Hayden Church. Hold on, different Hold thing. On. I'm gonna look it up. Vamp. His name is Vamp. No, I was telling you to vamp while I look this up. Oh, I was like, his name is Thomas Vamp. Thomas wow, Vamp. That's... He like sucks blood. Thomas Gabriel. Okay, I knew it was something like that. Oh, Peter's kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went real. He's like, I'm no longer in your eyes, Dad. Yeah, I'm gonna be a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the U.S. government. So, yeah, these will really be fun. Went, I think we're gonna really have a good went time with these. really went musical. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, you maybe are excited. I don't know. I can't really tell when or where you're listening, but I hope you're excited. <laughs> I hope that you're just mildly interested. I hope that you have sensible chuckles. <laughs> You just look at it like, oh! I hope you have fucking, uh, you know, a hearty contentment for this show. (laughs) (laughs) Mild amusement. (laughs) I hope that you love the Owl Pal jokes just as much as we love the Owl Pal jokes. Yeah. Yeah. We won't get to do them after the second one. No. Like, that's a huge bummer. Why? Why is Die Hard fucking giving Reginald Bell Johnson the shaft? That's what I want to know. He had he had family matters to do. Well, you fuck, man. He could have come back. He's <laughs> like, there's more movies. I this is like the three the only things that I know Reginald Bell Johnson for. I know he's done other things. Oh yeah, but it's just he always just seems to be a cop. He fits really well at it. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, until then we'll. Uh, I'm Devin. I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. Peace.